Hello, this is Terry McCarthy with Truth Matters. This is my fifth podcast, and I have to say, I'm still pretty excited about it. Thanks for all the good responses, and thank you for subscribing to this podcast. I was finally approved by iTunes and Google Play, and I think you'll actually be able to search Truth Matters with Terry McCarthy uh, by Wednesday or Thursday of this week to find my podcast on those apps. I'm still waiting for approval from Spotify, but they said they're a bit overloaded and it's taking some time. I think these channels and apps will make the podcast more accessible for folks. Okay. I love Scrabble. Now, wait a minute. Before you turn off this podcast, I'm trying to make a point. So hang on. I know where I'm going with this. I play Scrabble to win. I compete with Scrabblers around the world via the Internet's official Scrabble site. I have a pretty high ELO rating, but there are always people out there beating the tar out of me. And I want to win. I want to make a name for myself. I want to be a Scrabble champion. So, I've made a decision. I have a seven-year-old grandson who's very, very smart, and he's very good at spelling. He's a nice kid that likes to play games. And I've noticed that I play Scrabble better than he does. So I have decided that I am going to join Junior Scrabble, the league online, because I'm a better Scrabble player than most all of those kids. I'm going to join Junior Scrabble and compete internationally because I know I can beat those seven-year-old Scrabble players. And I want to become a worldwide champion. So I have decided that I'm seven years old. I'm what we call trans age. Yeah, it's a thing. I am what I feel, not what I was made. Hey, if a man can say he's a woman and compete with women in women's sports, what's the difference? It's the exact same principle, isn't it? In December of 2019, 28-year-old Megan Youngsren became one of 63 runners at the California International Marathon to qualify for the 2020 U.S. Olympics. This is the race that determines the team for Tokyo. Youngren's qualification is set to make history on February 29th as he becomes the first transgender athlete to compete at the U.S. Olympic track and field women's events. A man who identifies as a woman competing against women for the Olympic gold. Why is that a problem? Aren't you being terribly critical and unkind? Aren't you intolerant? Well, running is a sport that both men and women can compete in, whether they're racing in a 5K or a marathon, or competing for a team, or competing for their nation. It's an event that both men and women can do. But no matter the venue or the event, 
Almost 100% of the time, men clock faster times running than women do. Given that both men and women train equally hard, why is it that men are faster runners than women? Why? Well, there's one word. Testosterone. But it's not just about testosterone. The answer to this gender bender is multifold, but it has a lot to do with hormones and body size and how we're made. Before girls and boys hit puberty, their bodies are fairly similar. During puberty, however, boys experience a surge of testosterone. And by adulthood, men have up to 20 times more testosterone than women. Testosterone plays several roles, including telling the body to create new blood cells, keeping bones and muscles strong, and, and prompting growth spurts. Because women produce less testosterone, we are at a disadvantage in terms of muscle. Males have greater amount of muscle bulk than women. Also, every month, women lose iron, B12, and calcium during their periods. All of these things are necessary in building bones, muscles, and giving energy. We are simply built differently. For example, a man's leg is about 80% muscle compared with about 60% muscle in a woman's leg. That extra muscle can help men run faster. Also, men's muscles tend to have larger, what they call, fast twitch muscle fibers. These fast twitch muscle fibers help with sprinting. And men have twice that fiber than women. I wonder sometimes if men were created this way to help them hunt and kill food. I don't know, but there is a distinct difference in design. In addition, women have estrogen, which leads them to have a higher percentage of body fat. That can also lead to big disadvantages for running performance. That's why traditionally men and women have competed separately to literally even the playing field. Body size is another factor. Women, on average, have smaller lungs than men do, meaning their maximal oxygen consumption is lower. In elite runners, this oxygen max is higher, but men still top women. Basically, the amount of oxygen produced at maximum exertion is greater in males than in females. And this means that women have to work harder to breathe in order to deliver much needed oxygen to their craving muscles during intense running. Women's hearts also tend to be smaller than men's, which means they have less oxygenated blood, which is necessary for long distances. Even though women usually have a higher heart rate, it's not enough to counterbalance the lower oxygen volume. So each time the heart pumps blood, that amount of blood is less in a female than it is a male. And that means less blood and less oxygen are delivered to women's muscles during uh, running. To top that off, women also have less 
hemoglobin, the protein in red blood cells that carries oxygen to the body's tissues, including the muscles. As far as simple body design, men usually have longer legs than women do, meaning they have more room for muscles as well as a longer stride length. Moreover, because women tend to have wider hips, their running stance is not as efficient as a man's. More energy exerted to do less. Muscles work efficiently when everything is in line. So, as in a man's hips, they're very narrow. Then, men's quads are running straight from those hips, past the knees. It's like a straight line. So, it's acting in the same direction that you're running. It's efficient. Speed and a better response from the body come from a more efficient stride. For a runner with wider hips like women, the muscles almost have to turn a corner, so to speak. It's not like the optimized function for the muscle. Women are exerting more energy to go less distance. So to sum it up, women's lungs and hearts have smaller capacity to breathe in oxygen and pump oxygenated blood respectively, and they have less hemoglobin in their blood to carry that oxygen. Moreover, women tend to have less lean muscle and shorter legs than men do, as well as wider hips, which makes running less efficient and interferes with speeds. So if transgender males are allowed to compete in women's sports, they have a biological advantage And the sport becomes infiltrated with men wanting to win and realizing that competing as a woman is their best path to accomplish that goal. If you want to be really fair, have a third category for competitive sports, the transgender category. That'd be an open, fair, and honest way to let people who say they identify as a woman or identify as a man without handicapping and putting others at such great disadvantage. Where do we draw the line between inclusiveness for transgender athletes and fairness to non-transgender athletes? It's an ethical question that ultimately requires value judgments that can only be informed, not decided by some committee, but informed by hard scientific realities. For those who want to recognize transgender athletes Even basic notions of a level playing field aren't easy to codify, which means that at some point the question of who is a woman ceases to be a cultural issue and simply a biological one. A question inclusiveness are forced to answer in all fairness. How long will it take before dominance of transgender males outperform all female athletes and in the process wipe female competitors out of the race, thus annihilating women's sports? How athletically outstanding does the performance have to be before we stand up and say, Hey, that's not a girl! In closing, I want to say it's interesting to me that interesting to me that in the NCAA's 10 years of record keeping of this issue, not one single woman transgendering into a male has sought to compete in an all-male sport. Why? Because none of them can meet the minimal requirements set by the NCAA standards for competition. I think that's powerfully interesting.
I'll be doing a vlog this week about an encounter in Holland a few years ago. I hope you'll join, join me on Friday for such nonsense. That's the name of it. My blog post will come out sometime this week on encroaching socialism in the church. And tomorrow the podcast will be an in-depth look into transgender, facts, myths, and subtle science. That's it for today's podcast. This has been Truth Matters with Terry McCarthy. Have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow. And remember, I'm not a professional podcaster. I just play one at my kitchen table.